This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike him, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. It is Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast presented by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. This is the only podcast I'm aware of that is three podcasts for the price of one. And that price, of course, being nothing, just your time. Please subscribe if you don't already. Please tell people about it if you don't already. Not only do we go over the top games to make it a college football podcast, we go over the top prospects in the top games to make it an NFL draft podcast, and we give you our thoughts on the outcome with the spread to make it a college football betting podcast. And by we, I really mean he, Emery Hunt, the czar of the Telestrator and the absolute star when it comes to anything football media. I mean, this guy, yesterday afternoon, he's tweeting about Jackson State's improved defense alignment. I mean, he is sick. He, it, Emory, you might be the one guy I know that like that might like football more than me. It's really impressive, dude. It Listen, man, football is a way of life, man. You talk about having a, a college broadcast, a, a high school broadcast on Friday, Catholic, Baton Rouge versus Good Counsel. And then you have the Saturday broadcast, Towson versus Morgan State. Then I have to come back and hop on CBS Sports HQ talking both NFL and college football. And, oh, by the way, Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to noon, I have three football game plan TV shows. You have the football game plan FCS uh, college football kickoff at 11, the football game plan HBCU kickoff on at 10 and the small college football kickoff at 9 a.m. all on next level sports. So it was a busy football weekend for me. That is awesome, man. Make sure you check him out on social media. He's at F ball game plan on Twitter, football game plan on YouTube. You can already get his draft guide for next year. Footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you got a couple games in, man. It was awesome. How were your games? The It was interesting. The Friday night high school game was was unique because Catholic and Baton Rouge, obviously, they uh, didn't have – we found this out after the game. They didn't have power nor internet connection, so they didn't scout good counsel, which is a really good football team, and they beat the brakes off good counsel. Uh, Catholic Baton Rouge has a, a lineman, Emory Jones, that's committed to LSU. The running back is not committed, but he has a military academy. He's looking at him, but he had over 200 yards rushing, so I'm pretty sure his stock is going to go up. Um, and then Morgan State, you know, they didn't have any quarterback play to help them. They played three different quarterbacks in that game. Towson looks good with O-line, D-line. Uh, their offensive line averages 6'5", 320. So they're built like an FBS team, and they did a good job making, you know, light work of – 
uh, Morgan State 31 and nothing. Oh, got it. Um, good food at either one of those games? You know, I was disappointed in Morgan State. Usually I'm all for it, and I didn't eat lunch because I knew I was going to have good halftime meals. But no, not this week. They had sandwiches. And I was like, oh, man, now I got to, you know, grab a bag of chips and just snack on that throughout the third quarter and commercial breaks. So I was disappointed. <laughs> Uh, my game was very entertaining. They, they, there must have been five or six lead changes. Holy Cross and UConn. Holy Cross gets the win. Gigantic win for their program, for their coach, Bob Chesney. Really a gigantic win for the FCS and the Patriot League in particular. Not considered one of the better FCS conferences. By the way, FCS, you see South Dakota State kill uh, kill Colorado State? I mean, I think FCS won like five games and could have won some other ones for sure. They were they won six games, and out of the 37, uh, they played the crossover games this weekend. They won six, and it was another six that came down to the last quarter uh, within one score game. So you're right. It was a big weekend. South Dakota State looked like the Mountain West team uh, in that ball game. And, man, they just looked so much better and so much dynamic. Um, than than the Rams, I, I was impressed, man. I'm I'm excited for this year in the FCS. Yeah, man, I'm with you. Uh, UConn had great food. I talked about that in the Ross Tucker Football <laughs> Podcast. Great food. Um, all right, let's dive into some of these games. Uh, I should mention I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on social. We're at Ross Tucker Pod. Let's start with the the biggest one, which is Oregon and Ohio State. Always a lot of uh, studs for both these teams, especially Ohio State. I mean, there's a, about a million guys on their team we could talk about. Uh, Oregon, uh, obviously the big one is Kayvon Thibodeau, who I guess Emery came out of the last game with a boot on. They said it's x-rays or negative, but he had a boot on his foot after their game against Fresno State. Yeah, and that worries you going into this ball game because – as we saw in on the back end of that Minnesota game, uh, Ohio State got better and better as the game went on. They started to settle in a little bit more. So if you're Oregon, you're going to need uh, Thibodeau to come in there and, and play really well and be the dynamic player he has been over the course of his career. If he can't go at 100% against that offensive line, and Oregon's chances are, are diminished you know, significantly. So you wonder, you wonder if it's just a precautionary tale. You hope that's what the case is, and you hope that he's 100%. But, man, that would be a big blow for Oregon defensively, especially with the way their run game was humming and the quarterback, C.J. Stroud, started to settle in. Uh, it's a very, very good point. Uh, let's start with the Oregon prospects. By the way, Ohio State's favored by 14. Uh, Thibodeau, I mean, a lot of people think he might be the number one pick in the draft. I'm sure it'll be a quarterback, although – Sam Howell did not look great, and I don't know that Rattler did either. So I don't know who would be the number one quarterback right now. But uh, Thibodeau, I saw some highlights from him. I mean, just rare, you know, he's a, he's one of those guys, just rare movement ability for his size. Especially when you consider how well he is on both ends of defense. I mean, he plays a run equally as well as he can get after the quarterback. His hand uses is, is where it needs to be. He His eyes and uh, hands and feet are always in unison. He's not – you know, taking a cheese, so to speak. So he's just a good all-around prospect, um, top five pick in any draft class because of how good 
technically sound he is and how athletic he is. And you still see upside within this game. And um, quiet as kept, Malik Willis played exceptionally well in week one, albeit against Campbell, but still. Oh, interesting. Okay, good to know. All right. What about, um, I know you like the quarterback for Oregon, Anthony Brown. I think he has a shot. I think he does, man. And and he's going to be the X factor in this game. One thing I do know is that he's going to go toe-to-toe with whoever's on the other side of the field. So, and whether or not it's, it's a um, a slow start for him, he doesn't give up. He doesn't go into a shell. He keeps firing. And what helps him out is that he does have the athleticism to really be a plus one in the run game. But it's his deep ball passing that I was very impressed, intermediate to deep levels of throwing the football. And I think when you look at the secondary of Ohio State, there are going to be some opportunities uh, for them to make some plays downfield in the passing game. And I, I feel as though if Brown wants to continue to raise his stock, He's going to have to connect on those. I thought um, I thought Fresno State had a real chance to beat them, and that that was a back and forth close game. Yeah, and and that's the thing when Fresno State, uh, you know, you saw them, you know, take care of business against UConn, but you thought, okay, UConn is is they hadn't played in two years, so maybe uh, the next step up is going to be tough. But Fresno State is a legitimate good football team. That whole Mountain West Conference. It's going to be a tough off for everybody that they face. Uh, but for Oregon, you wonder, okay, how much of it was first game jitters combined with a good team at Fresno State? And so I'm willing to, to look at that in a, in a different scope. But I wonder if, you know, what they learned or what would happen in that game will carry over against Ohio State because Ohio State looks shaky um, as well against Minnesota. So you kind of want to know, okay, what can we take away and what can we – say, hey, this is a cause for concern or a reason for optimism going into a monumental matchup. Because you don't want to say both teams overlook their week one opponent because this is the game, especially for the Pac-12. Uh, this is the game that they need. So we'll see. Love it. Um, what about for Ohio State, cornerback uh, uh, Sevon Blanks? We, we didn't see much of him. Uh, he didn't start, I don't believe, against Minnesota. I think they started the freshman, a true freshman at cornerback. So you yeah. wonder if, if it's health or, you know, what's the issue? Because he was coming into the season. He's one of these uh, top tier. He's the next in line uh, at Ohio State at that position. So it's going to be interesting to see if he's back out there because he has good overall skill set. Um, I think he has good fluidity. But if there's an issue there and you have a freshman corner out there at, uh, you know, on a, on a perimeter, I'm willing to bet they're going to target him. So I, I'm more interested to watch uh, Seven Banks uh if he if he if something is there uh if something is wrong with him from an injury perspective or if he's just been demoted because this is interesting to keep you know keep an eye on yeah i also think it's interesting fair munford did a really good job at tackle last year for ohio state and now they moved him in the left guard which i i think is always interesting uh they, they moved around some of their pieces they moved the right tackle to the left tackle the left tackle to the left guard i'm not really sure what they're doing but Stroud had plenty of time, so it, it worked. And they had, if you notice, those big runs from Ohio State came where? Off that left side. So uh, outside of the 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 first run, the, the touchdown run, um, that one came off the right side. But, you know, I kind of like the cross training that they're doing. Uh, getting guys more reps at different positions kind of helps them out from a pro projection standpoint. But Mumford was stellar at guard considering that he, you know, is a tackle kicking inside. So you know that's going to, you know, uh, kind of, uh, tick off O line Twitter and kind of give credence to 
you know, draft Twitter, like, oh, yeah, just move him to guard, just move him to tackle, just move him to center, just move him to fullback. Like, you know, so all, there is going to be a rock fight between both of those uh, entities on Twitter because of what we saw uh, last week and how Mumford dominated. I just think he's a fantastic prospect, another one of these top 10 picks, in my opinion. All right. What about um, Ohio State being favored by 14? What do you like there, Emery? You know me, man. You know, I love big spreads. However, I just think Oregon sort of took a look ahead and prepared for Ohio State while playing Fresno State. So I am going to give Oregon State the benefit of the doubt. And I like how they're built up front. I do think they can run the football. They're going to take advantage of, of, of those Ohio State linebackers in the intermediate passing game. This will be a close matchup. I'm taking Oregon in the points. Got it. All right, let's move on to Iowa and Iowa State. Iowa State favored by three and a half, which I think is interesting. They barely beat Northern Iowa, who's a good FCS team. Iowa destroyed Indiana. Like, I, I guess it's based on numbers from last year or just reputation. I, I, I just find it interesting that uh, Iowa State would still be favored in this game, but they are. Let's start, though, with some of the prospects that have your attention. Iowa has a cornerback in Riley Moss. Riley Moss had two pick sixes in that game against Indiana. And if you don't watch the games, you look at the stat line, you see Riley Moss, two pick sixes. But this is something that he does. Like he picks the ball off and it's going back the other way. He's a high school sprinter, uh, you know, track and field guy. Like he has legitimate speed and athleticism, probably their best defender in the secondary. The funny part is watching how shocked the nation was that Riley Moss was – playing cornerback because you know yeah you know, he's a white cornerback so people was like oh my god like what, what's going on like and so you you know that's always playing in the heads of some wide receivers like oh oh i got this guy all day and next thing you know he's locking you up he's turning the ball over and he's hot tailing it the other way for a touchdown so he's going to be someone that's going to find himself getting to that that day two category early day two because when you watch him just play the position, I mean, the springs that he has in terms of jumping passes, doesn't miss opportunities to turn the ball over, and has the speed to really to, to really threaten and close on receivers, Moss is a legitimate stud at corner. I'm excited for him. And I know a lot of the shock that came out on Saturday wasn't because, you know, Iowa was beating the brakes off Indiana, because they were shocked at, at Moss. You could tell who, who hadn't watched uh, Iowa play football all last season because you would have known about Moss and what he can do out there on the corner. Love it. Love it, Emery. Uh, what about for Iowa State? Well, I think we've talked about him before, but, you know, you were a running back. I love your running back breakdowns. I know some people think Brees Hall is the best running back in the country. I, I, I can entertain that argument. I, you know, I love his patience. I love his footwork, um, his ability to work front side to back side. He, he has good body lean for a taller back. I, I want to say he's 6'1" about 215, um, but he runs with good pad level. He doesn't run 6'1", you know, which is always a, a challenge for taller backs. Just good patience and, and sees the game very well and has good ability as a receiver. So if I'm taking a running back in the first round, you have to check off those boxes. Can you create your own shot? Uh, can you catch the football? Do you have the ability to be a, a game breaker and, and, you know, ring up that cash register pretty quickly? I think Brees Hall has all of those traits. So, yes, if I need a back in the first round, that's the type of back I'm taking. Iowa State favored by three and a half. What do you think, Emery? 
take Iowa and the points, man. We just saw them make light work of, you know, the offseason darling Indiana and Iowa State. Like you said, they always struggle and sometimes they lose against Northern Iowa. It's just a bad matchup for them for whatever reason. The Panthers do a great job up front, but you're Iowa State, you're a top 10 team. You're supposed to dominate that matchup against Northern Iowa. Iowa is coming in now with offense. They're coming in with good, uh, you know, play on the defense side of football. They have a good defensive end as well in Van Valkenburg. Um, So Iowa is a really good football team on both sides, and they don't let up. And I think Iowa is going to win this one going away. Speaking of going away, I'm giving away Madden's. I got a bunch of copies of Madden for this year. So if you guys want it, I can even tell. I talked about it briefly on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, but I've got Xbox, I've got PS4 of Madden 22. Just take advantage of any of the sponsors that you see on RossTucker.com and send me an email, Ross at RossTucker.com, and say, I want the Madden. I want to know who you're looking at, Emery, in the Utah-BYU game. BYU, we talked about... uh... Jaron Hall, the quarterback, and he played well in his first start. He stayed, you know, out there the, the full game, got the upset, win over Arizona, great day. But uh, Gunnar Romney is the, the wide receiver to keep an eye on. He was a big-time target last year alongside Dax Milne, who's now with the Washington football team. But Gunnar Romney is someone that plays his height, 6'5", uh, fantastic uh dead leg in terms of you know when trying to keep his feet in bounds to let his feet die and to just tap right in in bounds so he knows how to play uh one above the rim but understands where he is on a football field strong confident set of hands um someone that can get vertical as well and it is going to be a big time player for them again this season so he has he has everything that you look for in the the you know the tall uh you know physical uh, can he go up and get it does he know where his feet are in terms of where he is on the field? Uh, checking a lot of boxes once again for, for BYU. And for Arizona, um, you look at – I'm sorry, for Utah, you look at Devin Lloyd, the linebacker. I, I love his ability to, you know, sniff, sift, and destroy. You know, he he sees what's going on, he gets through the trash, and then boom, he just lands an impact right there on the ball carrier. Uh, sometimes in pass coverage, he can be a little bit hesitant to make a play. Um, but he'll get there and make a tackle. He's a good open field tackler, but you want him to make more plays on the ball. And when he's asked to blitz or attack downhill, he's blowing stuff up all day. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, as for the game, uh, Utah is favored by seven in this game, Emery. Uh, curious to hear your breakdown here. Always a, always a big game. There's already a lot of week two big games. I mean, Utah-BYU is huge. For both those schools, um, what do you like with Utah laying the seven? I'm taking BYU in the points. I, I believe, although Brewer is a really good quarterback, you know, transferred from Baylor and is out there at Utah and did well. Yeah, I like what BYU is doing, man. They, they can run the football with Tyler Algier. Uh, Jaron Hall is only going to get better as the season goes on, gets more confident, confident. Uh, and comfortable. We talked about Gunnar Romney. Defensively, BYU still can play within the front seven really well. I think that's going to muddy things up for Brewer back there in the pocket. So I, I like BYU to win outright. Okay. All right. Win outright, and they're getting seven points. So that is one you should absolutely listen to Emory about. 
All right, what about Emery? Um, before we get to Rutgers and Syracuse, I just want to make sure everybody knows that with it being week one in the NFL season, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more on any football game, which is insane, right? It's like $200 in free bets instantly. Bet $1 on any week one game. And then for opening night, all customers can double their money as long as Tampa Bay doesn't lose by 74 points. I'm guaranteeing right now the Bucks will not lose by 74 points. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. I know we got some new states online recently and receive up to $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. Just use the promo code ROSS on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Official sports betting partner, by the way, of the NFL. Emery, we got Rutgers and Syracuse. Rutgers, you know, it feels like there's certain programs that are always good, and then there's programs that go up and down. And Syracuse kind of going down the last couple of years. Temple's definitely going down. Rutgers feels like Shiano's got them going the right direction. They destroyed Temple, Emery. Yeah, and it's, uh, it has to be frustrating to be a Rutgers fan, uh, you know, or alum. You know, you invented football and you suck at it, right? So it has to be frustrating. Like, man, we invented this game and we're not the best at it. We don't even have anything that we're known for. You have the Delaware wing tee. You have, you know, uh, the split line uh, veer from Florida A&M. Like, Rutgers is known for just starting football and being bad at it. That That's it, right? So – now you look at Shiano, and their good years have come when Shiano was there. They're, they're memorable years. And so to see them go out there and just dominate Temple, who had been on that upswing uh, the last, you know, within a decade uh, when Matt Rule was there, and now they're slowly starting to descent, and Rutgers is on the, the ace end, you know, it's, it's, it's good to see because it's a, number, it's a state school. It's, it has a fertile recruiting base in Jersey and eastern Pennsylvania, um, and now we saw them go out there against the Temple and really, you know, pour it on. So when you look at their running back, I'm mean, sorry, their linebacker Tyshawn Fogg, someone that I that I think is a good solid backer. You know, uh, form tackling, plays the point of attack really well, uh, isn't afraid to take on blockers, disengages well. Uh, he's a run stuffer all day, uh, pressure type guy that can you know that can blitz, but also play well at the point of attack. Like I said, so for him. It's about what can he do in coverage, and that's something that I'm going to be watching for in this game because we know Syracuse will use all of that 53 and a third width of a football field, so he's going to be putting space a lot, and we're going to see how well he does. What about on the other side for Syracuse? Taj Harris is a, is a game breaker at wide receiver, and it's good to see Syracuse you know get off to a good start. I was worried about that Ohio game because we saw Syracuse last year lose games like that. Um, but you know, shout out to, to uh, you know to them and, and what they've been able to do. Uh, but Taj Harris is, is someone that that can really take the top off and, and speedy and explosive. Um, he's going to have some good matchups in this game against Rutgers. So I want to see how well he does from a uh, sense of timing standpoint. And what I mean by that is when the team needs a big play in the passing game, will he be the guy to make it? You know, sometimes you see receivers. Uh, shy away from that 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 spotlight, and they'll have drops, or they'll have, you know, miscommunications, you know, untimely miscommunications. 
And on the other hand, you see some receivers that really embrace that, like, man, okay, come to me. I need to make a play. And, and that's what you want to see this week because uh, I think this is going to be a competitive game. I think it's a pick em. I couldn't find a, a, a line on this one, but I think it's a pick em. Yeah, I just found it on DraftKings. Uh, Rutgers is favored by two now. Um, so I don't know if that just came up this morning, but Rutgers on DraftKings is favored by two. Um, and the total is 51 and a half. What do you like knowing that game is at Syracuse, Rutgers at Syracuse, Rutgers favored by two? I'm going to lay the points with Rutgers, and, you know, and I think they'll win by three to four, maybe. Uh, I just feel as though in this game, I'm taking a chance on who has the better defense. I know we just saw you know, a, a lopsided score, but I, I think overall, schematically and pound for pound, Rutgers has a better defense than what we saw from Syracuse last year. And even last year, Rutgers defense started to play well against bigger teams. And I, I feel like that's carrying over, albeit one game, into 2021. So I do think Rutgers can can get this one. Love it. Uh, well, looking forward to it. I love knowing what your your bets are and then watching the games over the weekend. And hopefully you just keep kicking butt, man, because then we'll get more listeners, more people. People like winning bets. Uh, we know that. And I like that we posted the clip last week of you saying UCLA would take UCLA and the points. Not only did they not need the points, they won by double digits, Emery. You were all over that one. Yeah, it just seemed – some games will scream – Man, this is just too obvious, and there's so much backdrop behind it. It, it just makes sense to take it. Just like last night with the uh, Florida State-Notre Dame game, I'm like, man, listen, Florida State's athletes are going to not let them get blown out. Um, and uh, funny enough, we, and I said we'll see two quarterbacks in that ball game, and Notre Dame has to prepare for that, and they definitely did, albeit it was a kind of weird how uh, Coach finally got the, you know, the bright idea to put McKenzie Milton in the game, uh, but it worked and it pushed the game into overtime, so we got lucky. A highly entertaining game. It's kind of crazy that it even went to overtime with how well Jack Cohn had been playing to that point. I got to tell you, man, I I really I love overtime. I love football. I really, though, I don't like when it comes to the kick, down to the kickers. Like, all those guys just killed each other for four hours. And then the one team's kicker makes it, the other team's kicker misses it, and then they all get to celebrate and be happy. They're all disappointed. It's like, and I, I just feel bad for the kicker too. Like I know it's his job, and you got to make it. But what's he, nineteen years old? Right. I, you know that just. I don't. I I, I. I. There's got to be a better way. I don't think you should be able to kick a field goal in overtime. You got to just go for it or something. I don't know. I would agree with that. That way, you take a lot of the pressure off those. Yeah, because again, one it came down to you know that whole game, and if you're the and if you're a situation where you are like, oh yeah, yes, the kicker if he makes that kick, we win. Like no, if Mackenzie Milton is in the game earlier, then maybe you win. You know, don't put it all on the kicker. All that's the last thing we saw, but don't put it all on him. It's a good point. Check him out on social at F Ball Game Plan Football Game Plan on YouTube. Check us out on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Uh, what do you got this weekend, Emery? I'll be covering uh, college football from Thursday to Saturday, all throughout Saturday for CBS Sports HQ. So I'll be down in Atlantic City at the Wild Wild West Casino at Caesars. So uh, looking forward to being on location again. The suit's going to be fabulous once once again. So just 
you know, just ready to be out there and about amongst the people. Nice. I have got Western Kentucky at Army, which kicks off at 1130 on Saturday. I, I think I can't remember why it's an 1130 kick, but it does. And it is. So uh, before you tune in, a lot of you, Oregon, Ohio State, check out my game at 1130 Western Kentucky Army on CBS Sports Network. Other than that, the keg is kicked. We're all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 